If you took Joel Embiid over one and a half falls to the ground in the first quarter, you've already cashed that ticket, minus 135. Celtics, uh, I don't think they've missed a three. They're up 16-7 to right now. Embiid with two points in the game. Total 220.5. Boston now up to being a five-and-a-half point favorite in this game, minus 115. PJ's Orioles not doing me any favors. They come back, tie the game with the Braves here. One all, we're in the third inning there. Blue Jays up 4-0 on the Pirates in the sixth. Reds take a 4-3 lead over the White Sox. The Reds now minus 275 favorites at home tonight against Chicago. Tampa up 4-0 on the Yanks. They're big favorites right now. The Yankees plus 1,600 on the money line. Boston Mm. up 2-0 on the Phillies. You get another run home. That's in the third inning. Twins and Guardians scoreless in the fifth. Uh, Mets up 1-0 on the Rockies in the fourth. And Oakland and Kansas City about to get underway. The A's plus 115 on the money line. The Royals minus 140. High total of the night out in Kansas City. It's at 10 right now, minus 115 to the under. Talk some more Major League Baseball. On the last segment, we were talking about the struggles with the St. Louis Cardinals, who are 10 and 22 on the season, dead last in the NL Central, and the Yankees, who are 17 and 15, but down four nothing again here tonight to the Rays, and all beat up. We do that with Danny Vietti, host of the Wake and Rake podcast. Danny, how you been, man? Ah, you know what, man? Baseball's just getting in the year. We're just getting started. How about you guys? So Doing good. Good start to the week for me. My Cubs were in town actually here in D.C., so uh, I used two vacation days to watch them score two runs in 18 innings against the Washington Nationals. Then yesterday, uh, Patrick Corbin threw the first gem that I think he's thrown since Game 7 of the World Series. <laughs> I actually wanted to get your thoughts on the NL Central, man, because I bet the Cardinals to win the division because of the lineup. Didn't love the rotation. Figured there was a chance maybe the Brewers would be sellers at the deadline because they did nothing with their lineup. Loved the rotation, though. If you had to make a bet today, who do you think actually wins that division? No shot, it's the Pirates. Yeah, I think right now the Pirates kind of in the litmus test uh, litmus test territory. Like they just had three games against Tampa, did not pass the test, they got swept. Now they're playing against Toronto, that are the potential World Series playoff contenders. Uh, we'll have to see what they do this weekend against Toronto. I think you mentioned they're down four zero right now in the sixth inning, so. I personally wouldn't be betting on Pittsburgh. I think they're fun. They're very athletic. I just don't think they have the pitching depth, starting rotation-wise, to have consistency throughout 162. The Cardinals are – they have me very perplexed right now. Um, I thought they were not only a playoff contender, but I thought they had the offensive depth to be a World Series contender this year. I did have question marks when it came to their starting rotation, but last year's starting rotation had more question marks than mm-hmm. this year's did. You have 40-year-old Adam Wainwright. Uh, Michaelis was coming off uh, Tommy John surgery last year, uh, and they didn't have Jordan Montgomery last year until midway through the season. Now they have all these guys. They're more healthy, um, it, and they also have um, their ace back. Uh, and right now, they're just not getting it done starting pitching-wise. Their offense is holding up their end of the bargain. They have plenty of depth, but they're just not pitching. They're, not, they're just not throwing strikes right now. It's as simple as that, so... Until their starting rotation starts to get it figured out, I'm not putting my money on anybody in the National League Central, but uh, we'll see what their pitching has in store for them. Danny, I'm looking at the just the slate of games this weekend. A lot of really good series. Blue Jays, Pirates, the Yankees are playing the Rays, Red Sox, Phillies, Orioles, Braves. You have the Astros and the Mariners. Like, If there's a series that you're going to be the most locked into this weekend or that you're really excited to watch in, what, what would be the one that you would pick? Yeah, I'm going to use my West Coast bias here and say there's a couple uh, series down there in Southern California that are intriguing. The Angels are playing really good ball right now, and yes. they're going to be facing off against the American League West division-leading Texas Rangers. Um, again, another one of those litmus tests. And I know it's May. I know it's April. 
There's no need to push panic buttons by any means. But the Angels got out to a really hot start last season. People forget they had the third best record through mid-May last year, and then the wheels completely fell off. I'm curious to see how long the Angels can sustain this, especially when you consider the impending free agency of Shohei Otani at the end of this season. And similarly, just down the I-5, further down south in uh, Southern California, San Diego Padres will be playing host to the Dodgers. Is it this? T- is this finally the year that the Dodgers uh, are not on top of the National League West? The Padres have the talent. This is going to be a good test for them early on. What's your biggest concern for the uh, for the Padres? Because I I bet them to win the World Series. I bet them the last three years to win the division. Obviously, hasn't happened. But what would be your concern? Because you look at that roster; it's so loaded. And I know like Juan Soto's off to a slow start. I expect him to be just fine once it warms up a little bit everywhere. But what do you think happens? Or what what would concern you the most? I should say. It's funny you asked this actually, because I was kind of looking at their baseball savant numbers right now. Pitching wise, they're not getting ahead of hitters. So right now. Across Major League Baseball, they had the second lowest first pitch strike percentage behind only the Oakland A's. I don't think we really need to uh, dive into how bad this, the Oakland A's pitching has been this year with a starting rotation ERA up over 8 and a starting rotation record of 0-15. Right below them, or right ahead of them, I should say, is the San Diego Padres when it comes to first pitch strikes. So... Their hitters are kind of slow in getting it together. They're either scoring eight runs or they're scoring zero. So the consistency hasn't been there for their offense. But you look at their expected numbers, Soto uh, particularly, all of his expected batting averages, his expected slugging, expected OPS, all indications are Soto's going to be fine. All indications are Machado's going to be fine, Tatis. I don't worry about their lineup at all. But right now, their pitchers aren't throwing strikes, very similarly to St. Louis, actually. Um, so until they can start figuring out how to get ahead of hitters, that's my biggest concern with San Diego. Danny, is Tampa going wire to wire in the AL East this season? Top division, it's the best. It's the best in baseball, but the Rays just don't lose, especially at home. Seventeen and two at home. They're whooping up on the Yankees right now. Even with all the good teams in that division, do you still think Tampa is going to win the AL East? The only thing with Tampa is injury concerns with their starting rotation, typically, like on a year to year basis, because. Tampa has this knack for getting, you know, out of the woodworks, uh, lightning in a bottle, obviously low payroll type situation guys. Um, But they're also going to have Tyler Glasnow, who is currently pitching uh, in a rehab assignment down there in Durham. So, but last year they had Shane McClanahan, who was a Cy Young finalist, but then he had injury concerns going into the playoffs. I mentioned Glasnow already. Um, They got a lot of talent in their starting rotation. They have a lot of talent in their lineup. Last year they led the American League in days on the injured list, including Juan Franco, Brandon Lau. So as long as their stars can stay healthy, they're kind of like the Yankees, actually, because when they're healthy, they can beat anybody. When they're not healthy, they don't quite have the depth that the other teams really possess. So um, it's really just going to come down to health for Tampa. If they can stay healthy, I I think they're as good as anybody, as the numbers indicate. Yeah, moving over really quickly to the Yankees, because that's their biggest problem right now, is obviously health. I mean, Judge is out, but also Carlos Rodon, who was the big big pickup. I mean, his debut with the Yankees, we have no idea when that's going to be. He's got a chronic bash back issue. So when do you think that Yankees fans should start to panic? Because I know, you know, it's early. It's only Friday, May 5th here, but I mean, they're all beat up. The Rays never lose. When should they start to worry the Yanks? About two years ago, if that answers <laughs> your question. Um, because they're the same team. They right. do the same stuff. Yeah, I like, think Brian Cashman kind of mismanaged that roster, to be honest. And that's why I love the Rays going into the season. I thought that price was crazy, plus 350. But, I mean, is that would you agree with that? Like, I don't like this roster at all. 
No, it, it, but it wouldn't surprise me, you know, like by that same token, it wouldn't surprise me if the Yankees get into the playoffs. They may even win the division. But I look at this team, they're way too reliant on the long ball, mm-hmm. and they are way too injury prone. They pitch pretty well. Their bullpen's pretty solid. But they're the exact same team that they have been for the last four years. And what did we see last year? They got their you-know-what's kicked by the Astros, swept in the ALCS. They were not even close to the same level as Houston. So, again, they might sneak into the playoffs. They might win a division if they can stay healthy. But to me, they don't look like a playoff team. They don't look like they are capable of making a deep playoff run because we haven't seen it in recent years, and they look like the same team that they have been in the last few years. Danny, what about the other New York team? They got Verlander back the other day. Scherzer's back from suspension. But you just watch the Mets, and they just they don't have the feel of like a team that really is like having fun or kind of like enjoying themselves, right? Like everything's kind of feeling like it's coming hard to them. They're two and eight in their last ten games. They just got swept by Detroit. It's a long season, and they'll probably make the playoffs. But are, are you are you really concerned about the Mets at all? Yes and no. Um, you always want to get off to a good a good start, right? And uh, my buddy who co-hosts the Wake and Rake podcast with me, he explained it to me like this. The games don't matter at this point, but they'll count. So, again, the, like you said, the Mets are all likely, you know, all likely that they're going to get into the playoffs. That's not a concern. Um, it's really just for this team, it's if Scherzer and Verlander can be healthy at the right time. But here's my problem with this and I kind of compared this in an earlier conversation with a, a buddy of mine it reminds me of the way that they're dealing with their older pitchers they did it last year with DeGrom the way that the Mets deal with their starting pitchers is similar to how the Clippers deal with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George with the uh, you know letting him sit sit off games and uh, uh what is the phrase that they use in the NBA? load management, management. Thank you. There it is. Load management. <laughs> and so everybody just assumes like, oh, we'll hold them off. They'll be good to go come playoff time. But like, that's not a guarantee. Mm-hmm. So it's a great idea. But let's say something else happens later down the road and Scherzer, you know, God forbid, tweaks his back or DeGrom last year, you know, wasn't the same guy. So it, it's all good in theory, but we have yet to see it really work out. So that's my concern with the Mets is I see what they're doing. They're not worried about April, May. But it's also not a guarantee that these guys are going to be at the top of their games come October either. You brought up the Angels. Uh, went over on their win total again this year, 81.5. You got the Rangers at plus 450. The Astros are minus 150 to win the AL West, and they're not even fully healthy yet. Would you bet any other team? Would you take maybe a shot with the Angels since they are playing good baseball? Even the Mariners sitting there at 6-1? to one, Or do you think just it's another year where the Astros win the division? There's, it's just a waste of money. Yeah, the Mariners scare me a little bit right now because I think the loss to Robbie Ray for the rest of the season is is huge. Um, you always want a veteran guy to kind of be your ace of the staff. He's the highest paid pitcher on that starting rotation. Him and Luis Castillo, I should say. Um, the loss of Ray really hurts that squad. I put the Angels as my World Series pick this year. Um, we've seen in years prior, teams come um, Nationals in 2019. Last year, nobody had the Phillies in the World Series winning the National League pennant. They were able to do so. Uh, I think the Angels have talent. I actually do trust Perimination in that front office. I think last year, everything went wrong for this team. And with the pressure aforementioned of Otani hitting for agency at, at year's end, I think the sky's the limit for the Angels. I think the rotation is better this year than it has been in the better half of a decade. Sandoval, obviously Otani, 
Reed Detmers, his velocity, his off-speed pitches are all up and are all good signs heading in the right direction. So I think the Angels are a good squad. Are they better than the Astros? I guess only time will tell. Um, but I do think the ceiling for the Angels is as high as anybody's in that division. Wow. Danny, right now, Otani, speaking of the Angels, Otani is a big favorite to win AL MVP. Acuna is a big favorite to win NL MVP. Would you have more confidence in Shohei winning the AL MVP or in Acuna winning the NL MVP right now? Yeah, I got to put all my marbles in the Otani basket for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, especially when you consider, too, like the other guys that are the other, you know, AL MVP favorite, like Aaron Judge. Uh, he's injured right now, mm-hmm. and he also has previous injury histories. Another guy I had circled coming into the season was Byron Buxton, and he's been balling out, but he's another guy that all it takes is one bad slide in the second base. I'm knocking on wood right now, and Buxton's out for, for two months. So um, it's Otani's award to lose, and it's, it's, it's going to be that way as long as he can stay healthy. And I just mentioned if the Angels are able to kind of reach those heights, win a division, and finally propel themselves – into the playoffs um, and break the biggest drought in baseball, the biggest playoff drought. Um, it's it, it, it's not even close. If the Angels are able to get into the playoffs, thanks to Otani, it's Otani's award to, to lose. Who would you be looking at for Cy Young in the AL or the NL? I mean, you got Garrett Cole right now as the favorite in the AL and Spencer Strider in the NL. we got about uh, two minutes left. I mean, McClanahan's been pitching really well. I'm kind of looking at the, the yeah. stats right now. Um, Luis Castillo for Seattle, who I mentioned as well. He's been the ace yeah. of that staff, and he's been fantastic. He's got his slider and fastball combination is damn near unhittable. Uh, what a steal he was with the extension that he got from Jerry Depoto in that Seattle front office. Uh, he's been great. Um, I mentioned McClanahan. Stroman's been, excuse me, that's the National League Stroman. Um, Joe Ryan actually has been missing bats uh, very well. When you look at his savant numbers right now, he leads the league in pitches out of the strike zone being swung at. So right now, Joe Ryan for the Minnesota Twins is getting more swings and misses on pitches out of the zone than anybody in baseball. My only concern with that is tw- the Twins don't like their pitchers pitching deep in the ball games. If you're trying to win a Cy Young, typically you want a guy to you know accumulate 150 plus innings in a season. So um, those are a few guys I have kind of circled on my list, but you know it's early. We'll kind of have to see how how things get settled. Danny, thanks so much, man. Really appreciate it. McClanahan plus 700, Castillo 12 to 1, and Stroman 50 to 1 in the National League. We'll talk again soon. That's Danny Vietti, Wake and Rake Podcast, CBS Sports. Thanks, man. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, guys.